0: Hello. Welcome to Haunted Picture Palace.
1: Ooh.
0: You right? Yeah. Did just you hurt yourself? A
1: bit, bit haunted. No
0: <laughs> I see. Uh, yeah, today we did. are welcome back. Thank you for coming. Today we are looking with our looking eyes and then reciting for you our notes on Fright Night.
2: Indeed.
0: It's
2: pretty spooky.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, films within films, TV shows within films, made yep. up TV shows based on old films. It's good.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Mm. Um, this is one of mine. Uh, it's from 1985. I had this on VHS. What's it called? VHS video. Yes. And absolutely loved it. I feel like sadly, like we watched it on DVD, but it is one for me that is such a VCR
2: Oh, it would have been great on a a, a, a tape. Grainy
0: and cack, and I think I got it in the pound box when uh, Blockbuster were going out of business.
2: I was tempted. I think I looked this up when you were talking about it before the podcast was even invented. Yeah. But I I feel like it was much more expensive to buy on video than it was to buy on on DVD. It was. Uh, It was about 15 quid. Yeah. Yeah. And you could get the Blu-ray for that.
0: The cheek. So, if you haven't seen it, pause the tape and go and see it. It's good. But we open with the obligatory full moon and howl, so we're opening on a. Oh, do you want to talk about who did it?
2: Uh, no, but uh, do we have a content warning for this?
0: No, why? What?
2: Well, no, but uh, feely hands, uh, yeah, no. wand-
0: wandering hands, <laughs> and a bit of gore.
2: It's uh, yeah, it it uh, it's an 18, but
0: Charlie's a creep. Yeah. Every man in it's a creep, actually.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing that we need to warn people about. In many ways, it's a horror film about horror films, as, you, as, is. You've, sort of, as you've sort of alluded to there.
0: I, okay, if there's any kind of content warning, then it is that the prosthetics are pretty gruesome. Once they get going, you have to give them an hour and a half of film but once they really get going (laughs) yeah the prosthetics um, are
2: good except when they're not there's a couple of uh, shots that
0: yeah but they are really nasty like some of it's very very graphic and there's a yeah spoilers but you'll see it and just don't look at it if you scream it
2: yeah and it's good you know it's a good fun it's not a film that's full of dread it's quite a fun experience I think Mm -hmm. intentionally
0: yeah it's a lot like an 18-rated Scooby-Doo without yeah. a dog.
2: Yeah, and also without the rational explanation at the end. Because in Scooby-Doo, they always pull, <laughs> they always catch the ghoul and it turns out to be, you know, famously the caretaker.
0: Yes, yeah, that's true.
2: Uh, but, but this is a world in which...
0: No, they just kill the caretaker in this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. Anyway. <laughs> yes, we open on Mina and Jonathan being dirty... They're doing a little bit of kissing off screen, and they are just characters on a show that is playing in the background.
2: Yes, but we, hosted... get, we just get the audio at first.
0: We do, and it's hosted by Peter Vincent, Vampire Killer, which is lovely.
2: <laughs> yes, Roddy McDowell turning up, at the, yeah, I forgot, he turns up at the very beginning, and then it's mm-hmm. about half an hour before we actually meet him in the flesh, his character.
0: Yes. Yes, it is, yeah. And it, obviously we're making out to the sound of screams because we're teenagers on two dirty pillows <laughs> next to the bed, two dirty cushions. I don't understand that. They have a whole bed there, but they choose the floor.
2: Well, maybe the the bed is a little bit too... Loud. Uh, well, I was going for like adult, because Amy, we find out, is not sexually active and... There's a point later in the scene where she says, let's get into bed, and this is seen as a big moment. Ah, I see what you mean. So I feel like if they're making out on the bed, that's too suggestive of sexy times, whereas making... the sexy times, whereas making out on the floor is is different somehow.
0: Yes, okay, I I can just about get along with that. I don't know. know. (laughs) Well, to distract a disgusting groper boy from (laughs) putting his hands up her top for the third time after she said no... She's like, but you love that guy on the telly. Look yeah. at the guy on the telly, and the guy on the telly is Peter Vincent.
2: Yes, he's also in the film that they're watching. Yeah, on the thing, he's uh, in the
0: film, so he's doing the classic American creature feature thing where, like, Elvira would be there hosting yes. in between, or um, what's the other one called?
2: Oh, the, I, I looked. Vampire. Uh, yes. Vampire. But there were a few. There were, there, yeah. was a, a, there was a fellow who went by the cool ghoul. I can't remember what his name. That's was. great. But uh, yeah you yeah. would host these sort of late night creature feature double bills and whatnot
0: i it's probably the only thing that makes me wish i grew up in america i think <laughs> i would have been an even cooler person
2: is it even possible
0: we'll never know but you know semi based on vincent price semi based on you know his yeah, name uh, is yeah vincent written price. for vincent
2: price i believe yes. was the story but who didn't want to didn't want to do it cuz no, he no it was
0: he, becoming ill
2: I suppose. Vincent Price was becoming yeah, ill mid-1980s. and had
0: been. He was approached and said that he was already starting to step down from horror roles. Mm. And I think if you're ill, it's very physical work. It you is, know? yeah. Um, and he was old.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I, th- I also think that uh, Roderick McDowell plays it as. It's, it's difficult to express it. He plays the character of Peter Vincent, the actor, as a w- much worse actor yes. than. Vincent Price was, is, yeah. dead now, is, and was, and could have been. Um, he's very much a sort of third string Vincent Price in the bits that we see him. Yeah,
0: in, which was in deliberate films. in the actor's words. He said he didn't want to be compared because he respected Vincent Price's work.
2: Oh, I see. Yeah. Right. I read <laughs> that they offered it to Mr Price. Yeah. But looking at it, I could, I wondered if he might have been slightly insulted given the way that it's played. But if that was a deliberate decision... Yeah, that the actor. Mm. Could be that he hammed it up slightly and that it was... was...
0: Yes, he said his aim was to be a C-movie Vincent Price. Sure,
2: yeah. Yeah, which is cute. Yeah.
0: So, Charlie gets handsy on the old floor cushions, I've said that. Yeah. Amy is the love interest and has the most adorable 80s ski jump nose. There's a very specific 80s teen fiction... Front cover that is like a girl in a tucked in, unnecessarily angular jumper, jeans that look like she's pooed her pants, or like they're stuffed, you know. And then that curly hair and a ski jump nose, and she really is the depiction. Yeah,
2: yeah, unlike yeah, a babysitters club novel or something. That's
0: exactly what I mean. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. She's adorable. Uh, Charlie is a terrible person, I've written.
2: Yeah, she he she could do much better than Charlie. <laughs>
0: yeah, she's in her I'm ready bra. She's try- finally ready to lose her virginity yeah. to this waste of space. And he's busy looking out the window, watching the neighbors, the new neighbours move in, carrying a coffin uh, in yeah. the dead of night, which I love. I love the whole scene. And it's a real, it feels like Gremlin's humour to me. It's real sort of, almost like, I can't think, of, like almost like Naked Gun. You know, where there's somebody in the background doing stuff. Yeah,
2: well, carrying the carrying in the coffin is sort of so blatant in some way, do you mean? Or? No,
0: I mean, like, she's there, like, it's the, I can't remember the name of the f- the phrasing of it, when you're just at Cross Purposes, she's there, like, having the most intimate and frightening moment of her life. Yes. And, and he's, he's like, is that a f- coffin?
2: He's distracted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's nice, I can't think of what it's called. Cross no, Purposes, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Naked Gun does a lot where there's lots happening in the background and people are living full lives. Yes. In all of the scenes in Naked Gun. Yeah. And you can watch the whole film but just in the background and have a completely different film.
2: Yeah, but a lot of those are sort of sight gags and things where yeah. there's Yeah. 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 Charlie Kisses with his eyes open, the rube, and then he's distracted from his girlfriend who's taken off her shirt by the neighbours maneuvering a cough into the next door. And he's like he's having a terrible evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And it cuts to him, you know, sort of freaking out to his mum who, I mean, I hate. You liked her.
2: I like Mrs Brewster. Yeah, she's a sort of ineffectual but very domestic presence.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wrote that she's from the Ginger Snap School of Parenting. Neglectful <laughs> and clueless. Yeah. <laughs> mm, which is not, not a kind of way to say what you said. And she's horribly delusional, yes. Mum is clearly separated from Dad, living alone with Charlie, obviously. And, yeah, they come downstairs talking about how He's a ridiculous person, and maybe you don't even want to lose your virginity to this monster. <laughs> and Mum's like, How rude You're to right not I walk her to the door. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> it's
0: like, yeah, Mum. Thanks yeah. for helping him study. Yeah. What? It cuts to Charlie bombing about in an old car and listening to deliberately do what music. So it's really saying, Hey, look, we're in love with 50s horror, we're in love with sure. uh, schlocky vintage horror. And lots and lots of nods to it all the way through the film. Lots of nods to other films and other horrors, which we'll come back to. But specifically that 50s, 60s crossover moment. And <laughs> we meet Evil,
2: ah, evil in this Ed moment. Turns up, yeah.
0: Evil Ed, who I absolutely love. He steals the whole film for me. And he really feels like... He's sort of Rudy's character in Scream. You know, he's the one that will know the rules. He's the one that is a geek. He's an outcast. He's friends with charlie which also implies that charlie is an outcast and a freak (laughs) you know uh by just by proxy but ed is just a scene stealer the the actor stephen jeffries who you know it's a real energy that he brings to the role the voice is incredible i noticed that he had some credits as uh anime voice actors and he couldn't have been more perfect sure and well, we'll talk. I'll talk about it when we get to the scene But the director had some interesting things to say About Ed's character That he noticed post-production rather than during Right. So, worth a look And yes, as you say A beautiful sex worker with no bum has moved in <laughs> next door um, What was your version? An
2: 80s sex symbol has moved in next door There
0: you go, yeah, yeah. And with a good old-fashioned Wilhelm scream
2: oh, Which is nice yes. to hear
0: so he gets his moment of, like, a girl's moved in next door. I like girls, boner. And then you need the sound of, like, a ruler or, like, the...
2: Doing. Or, the the... the
0: yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, the swenny, um, your
2: classic swinny whistle thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah, so he hears the scream later from this girl. Yeah. And, I don't know, it starts him on his journey. It really feels... Have you seen Girl Next Door? No. Yeah, it's, it's a teen movie it's teen movie trope after teen movie trope and for the whole of the first sort of 24 minutes of the film until we actually meet the vampire (laughs) it is just a bunch of kids twatting about and being suspicious which I love you know it's it's to build it up and you are meant to be a teenage kid watching this it's clearly for older teens even though it's an 18 you know it's clearly for sneaking into
2: Yes, and I think it might have been a 15 in some jurisdictions. I will double-check that, actually. Because the, the BBSC have always been a little bit conservative compared to some other jurisdictions.
0: Right, that makes sense. I was going to say, everybody that's a teenager is incredibly well-cast as a teenager, even though Amy... Amanda Beers, what, was she 27 at the time? She was, yeah. So that's interesting. Um, but, th- honestly, they're all really good... Teens. I think she has to be twenty-seven to handle the transformation in herself later. So she's playing much younger deliberately, so that yeah. we can have a big reveal.
2: She does um, it very well. She yeah, plays a very the yeah. Uh, they all yeah. You're right. The three leads, three lead teenagers.
0: Much much more convincing teens than anything that came like anything that we've looked at and anything yes. that came after. Looking at you, scream with your thirty-five-year-old kids. Not scream. Sorry. Um, I know what you did last summer.
2: Well, I watched I watched Grease the other week and. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the horror. Yeah.
0: Evil is amazing. I, I'm going to write that a lot, and you'll know it a lot. We even get like a teen movie trope, as in the pie face. You know, she puts pie in his face. Oh, right, yes. Uh, Amy puts pie in Charlie's face to be like, oh, you're such a loser. Because again, she's trying to get his attention, and he's distracted by a death on the TV.
2: Yeah. And um, it's, the, it's the 80s sex dream who moved in next door. It
0: is. It is. Um,. um and she did.
2: <laughs> but yes, this is my first of many notes. It says, Amy deserves much better than Charlie, who is always distracted by other more exciting things. And like, I see why. I see why he's, I see why he's distracted <laughs> yeah, by he these things.
0: Yeah, he heard the scream. And also, yeah. I didn't say this at the time, but when he heard the scream, he kind of did like, wry smile, I know what sex is. Yeah. And then putting all the pieces together when he sees a murder reported on the TV at school, he's like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> That seems to be the house next to my mum. I will say as well, there is a little bit of chuntering from Charlie's mum that I think we might have missed about how the new neighbour is moving in. Oh, yes. He has a live-in carpenter and with all her luck, he'll be gay. Yeah. And he's going to do up the old house, you know, the typical, you know, the old mansion or the old house next door that. Is beyond repair. Yeah,
2: they've finally sold it. I think she says. So it's been empty for a while.
0: Yeah, exactly. And she's sort of got one eye on it. And her first fact about him apparently he's very handsome, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, because for some reason everyone writes mums like terrible people <laughs> <laughs> at this time.
2: Well, it's also the horror movie trope yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You need the kids. If you're going to have teenagers having horror movie adventures, they need to be unsupervised to a negligent extent.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you have, you have to have terrible parents. Yeah. And I do think that's why there's people take so much solace in horror. There's a big element of that. I think. I mean, obviously, I've been looking recently and doing a bit of reading about. I say obviously, you don't know. Um, <laughs> I've been doing some reading recently about the comfort that people f- that children find in horror after seeing a viral photo go around of a child with the Make-A-Wish Foundation and his wish being to meet Jason um, Voorhees. Oh,
2: from you the know, Friday the 13th. From
0: Friday the 13th franchise. And just absolutely, you can see it on his face. He is absolutely delighted. And there's something in children that are having a hard time that's like, there's a misunderstood character who's scary and has power and all of this stuff. And I want to, I he's my hero. Yeah. You know? And I think there's something to be said for these teen heroes in these films that they all have such awful parents because it's that I'm misunderstood. Sure. Um the, the adults don't get it. And I mean normally it's not really a horror trope specifically. The adults don't get it, it's more of the fantasy trope. You know, I won't be believed or my mum thinks I'm crazy, you've got all of E T
2: Yeah, but I mean uh, that, that definitely comes in here later yeah. on. Yeah, we'll come to that later of course.
0: But yeah, I do think there's there's hope in this kind of film for a lot of people. Anyway <laughs> <laughs> and then i put lol if this whole thing was real but the new neighbor was just a bisexual swinger yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we meet him and he's in like incredible next level geometric 80s knitwear on charlie it's just ne- just incredible On charlie yeah so charlie's wearing like right. an incredible jumper so that he can he kind of it's like he dressed up for the occasion it's so that he can look at dirty next door neighbor oh, right, through the yes. window and have this uh, it's sort of obligatory boob shot that, again, on my video that I watched it on, uh-huh. I didn't remember that scene because it was so crinkles. Oh, somebody's
2: paused it Someone's on the, paused it a yeah, lot. Yeah, if you got it from a rental shop or something... I did. They've had a good time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which I love. I absolutely love it. And actually, for a long time, I hadn't seen any nudity in American Beauty, Fright Night, uh, <laughs> or there was another one that was really obscure that I just... I never saw anything in it because it was just this haze
2: right. <laughs> that
0: yeah. descended... Because they were all from blockbusters.
2: She was a playboy model, I believe. The, um, oh, the, really? The w- murdered woman. Yeah, so she was the, literally cast for her ability to stand in a window with her boobs out. <laughs> but she does it very well.
0: <laughs> well, then she has to do a little a little kind of faint, And I've said, you know, yeah. this is all so that Charlie can witness a topless neck bite. And mm. what better time? It's a really gorgeous score. He gets a really nice theme, the vampire. Um, vampire Jerry. Yeah. And obviously, false nails equals vampire. So like he sure. sees sees the nails, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. "Whoa, not never mind." The kind of clearly sinister, the scream, the the, the murderer, yeah, the no, murdered girl. Exactly, the before. murdered girl from
2: the other. We get. I mean, I know Charlie doesn't see this, but I think our first shot of Billy and. Jerry who move in next door is of uh, Billy painting all the windows in the basement. Yes, you're right. Blacking them out, uh, the windows which is of course not sinister at all.
0: No, this is totally fine.
2: But yeah, My note on that scene is Charlie falls asleep in his chair surrounded by empty cans and a grot mag just like a 50 year old divorcee. It's Uh. true, it's true. (laughs)
0: Actually Bear that in mind, because I've got something that you'll right. enjoy at the end. Lovely. Yes, and then there's this crunchy score again. I'm going to keep talking about it. Mm. It's like metal guitar and synths that sound like a cat walking up and down the keyboard, so you know yeah. it's the 80s. Yeah. It's almost like they've got a synth- synthesized theremin in there. And could And I was be. trying to pick it out, and it could be, but it's really odd. It's really effective. And Charlie's freaking out and he kind of goes to hide in his garden. Jerry's garden. Yeah. The vampire's garden. To get a closer look, I would say. And that's when we discover that apples are evil. We've noticed it in a hell of a lot of the films that we've covered. And frankly, stay away from them. You know, they're clearly... <laughs>
2: stay away from apples. Apples,
0: yeah. They turn you evil. Right. The ultimate temptation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jerry kind of comes out, cured as a cucumber. So how many veg, fruit and veg can I mention? Yeah. And rolls the apple towards Charlie as if to say, like, crunch, crunch, I know you're there. Lol. Charlie's mum comes out and sort of accidentally outs him because she's clueless and awful. <laughs> and he has to scamper back to the house like a little frightened boy.
2: Yes, from out of the, the bush where he's been very ineffectually hiding.
0: Yeah where he's been making eye contact with the person he's yeah, hiding know,
2: from. Yeah, I know, I know, I um, know. Also, the person he's hiding from, you know, the vampire is super brazen about this the whole thing. No attempt to, to sort of hide his quote-unquote true nature. Exactly. Because who believes in vampires, right? It's kids who are obsessed with old horror. horror films.
0: Horror. And mum's assumption is that this has been some terrible nightmare. And my note on this is, like, if your child was that distressed, no matter how old they were, really, if your child was that distressed, would your initial response be like hot cocoa Yeah, <laughs> no, they've literally just turned up yeah. to the neighbor's house to watch them yeah and they're telling you all about a murder and you're like yeah do you want a valium
2: <laughs> uh. Well maybe you know maybe charlie's been doing this for like years maybe, yeah. maybe he's in the habit of i mean he has fallen asleep watching horror films in his chair and then woken up and think he's seen a horrible murder maybe yeah it, it is an ineffectual a response from her, but of course, I guess she doesn't know what we know, which is there's a vampire living next door. Exactly. She's just met this charming, attractive, handsome man who's, who's a little who's, bit gay. Yeah, but seems very friendly. Seems mm-hmm. very nice, you know. So. Uh, and uh, and and then your son has gone fruit loops in the middle of the night <laughs> and and run out of the house and just hidden in the bush to sort of peek at him. <laughs>
0: interesting as well that she mentions a lot about I'm not sure what her job is but I think it might be at a hospital I think she's a nurse or something I'm not sure she works a lot of night shifts she's got funny she works funny shifts so that's again the abandonment right so that you can have that time alone to wreck your house later in the film but yeah interesting because she's very tolerant of all this ridiculousness and then we are with Charlie as he brings the police in so Charlie his first port of call bless his heart he hasn't heard the rumours, A. Cab, <laughs> and he immediately goes to see a really good police officer. Actually, I'm sad we don't see more of him. Yeah, he's great. He's good, funny. He feels like the local cop. He's a very tolerant guy. It, mm. it
2: is notable that at least at first, you know, they take him seriously. They're investigating. Yeah, these because he murders. frames it
0: as there's been a murder. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because it, it is it is saying that pop, you know, there's that news report in the canteen, I think it is, when Amy's yeah. having a heart-to-heart with him and he <laughs> just gets distracted. But I think there's a couple of other points in which it pops up, the local news, another body's been found, another murder. Yes. So like obviously the coppers are uh, concerned about this and they, they think he's got some information and they take him seriously, at, at least at first.
0: It's an actor called Art Evans, the... Um the Copper. The Copper. He's in Die Hard 2, but <laughs> I can't recognise many of the others that he's been in. His character is Detective Lennox, there we go. Detective Lennox, we don't see him for long. I feel like he had more to do in the film that was cut, but it's it's still nice to see him there. Anyway, he's a kind of, he's he's got a kind face and I think it, that's why he's such a good character, because he comes mm. in going, oh no, but this kid is like frightened, takes him very seriously, goes to the house. And we get to go into... Well, first of all, (laughs) we meet Billy Cole.
2: Yeah, the live-in handyman.
0: And I've said, Billy Cole is a white nightmare person. (laughs) Uh, Which I think is important. Billy Cole, we have noticed, the audience has noticed, that he's been doing things like carrying the coffin, doing all the work outside in the daytime, hanging out with the apple eater. You know, they are joined at the hip most of the time. And um, apart from with the killing of women... And uh, we are let into this, in inverted commas, old house. And it (laughs) always makes me laugh because old to America is obviously stuff that we just would knock down and rebuild because it's not old enough to care about and it wasn't built very well. But hey, we've got weird Art Nouveau sculptures on the banisters of full, (laughs) fully painted women. Yeah,
2: I don't know where this house is supposed to be from. It looks like it's from a set
0: of Meet Me in St. Louis. Like there's no... You know, it's yeah. Campus and like what, Christmas.
2: what has you know how much of this has Billy done, and how much time has he had to do it? You know, the well, no, in, they've the got indica-
0: cobwebs all over him. Well, exactly.
2: So, <laughs> but then the indication was that it was you know a, a wreck, and it would need uh, like uh, total, uh, totally gutting. But no, You're apparently. Right. Uh,
0: but well, do you know what stops it needing as much gutting? What? Painting all the windows closed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, painting paint out all the windows so you never window. get any light in there anyway yeah,
2: You're fine But yeah, it is the... It's Carfax Abbey, right? Uh, or it's Castle Dracula Yes So in Dracula, the book and the Bela Lugosi film that we mentioned mm-hmm. a few weeks ago uh, Dracula lives in these big tumbledown old buildings And this is just the American equivalent, I guess Yeah
0: I'm not buying it. It feels more like they've moved into the set of a vampire film that was filmed <laughs> there previously. It does because the the statues are painted in full color. You know, they're not like wooden yeah. sculpted. They are painted in full color with a cobweb draped on each and a stained glass window for a vampire house. Yeah. You don't want that level of stained glass around. I know we need it for a big finish, but it's like half yeah. the floor is is consumed by this fancy staircase that he uses to full advantage (laughs) in absolute mega camp glory. It does. It looks like a gay couple have been let loose in an antique shop with a high old budget. Yeah, but no taste. And no taste. Um, (laughs) Anyway. In jail forever. Oh, yeah. So... Charm itself, Apple Man Mm -hmm. comes down the stairs, like, What's the trouble, officer? After being a little bit kind of, What do you want from Billy, who answers the door in the brisky way. Oh, no, sorry. It's Billy defending Jerry. Yes. So, Billy at first is a little bit brusque. This is
2: daytime, presumably. The
0: detective, yeah, and then when he realises what's going on, he starts playing along and being silly and, like, making jokes. And Detective Lennox, because he's cute, is, like, laughing along with him and then he gets angry at, um,
2: yeah, well, Charlie. because Billy is very sort of plausible in the sort of adult uh, world, which in which vampires aren't yes. real. Yes. Billy is is doesn't doesn't give off murderer vibes. He's quite affable know. and well, you know what what is <laughs> what, what what are murderer vibes? But he's he's <laughs> affable and he has answers for all of everything that is put to him. So Charlie says, "I saw him carrying a body out earlier," yeah. and and Billy says, "Oh, you know, Charlie watches too many." Horror films, I was just taking out the trash, I'll show you. And then Charlie loses his shit. Yeah. Charlie goes off the deep end. And it goes exactly as well as you would think.
0: Yeah, and uh, the threat, as, I, as I've written here, the threat from Lennox to Charlie is, if you bother me again with this, you'll be in jail. Forever, <laughs> and <it's> like,
2: okay. <laughs> Can you just start saying, you know, uh, why don't we look in the basement? Then we'll find a coffin and a vampire there. He's a vampire and he kills women. I oh, know. And it's like, oh, that's oh, no, no. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, and I, I said, guess it would be know, a short film, even.
0: I... Well, I said it's the it's the no one listens to kids trope. Yeah. Um, but it's an eighteen. So this, as I say, this whole part of the film is for children, almost. Like it really does read like like a PG.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's. Not... despite
0: obviously sex worker death you well, know well
2: yeah but um, we don't see any No of it. exactly it's, it's all quite chaste
0: a different when we gets a boobs out and gets yeah. a nibble yeah but it's hardly um yeah that's pg13 then
2: yeah
0: evils laugh so <laughs> in a fit of desperation
2: yeah because of course after this charlie figures out what he should have figured out earlier which is like now the vampire who lives next door <laughs> knows he's onto him onto him yeah
0: <laughs> uh so he's like i know who i'll go to this is a creepy and weird situation i'll go to that creepy and weird guy's house yeah and i'll get him to help me because he knows everything about the occult and dark stuff and fairy tales and all of this anyway he knows his stuff because he watch, he reads a comic doesn't he
2: evil does yeah he yeah. reads the
0: comics and he watches all the things so he has a good backlog of yeah,
2: um vampire lore
0: information yes yeah evil gives Charlie the rules. Yeah. Um, there's often one character in a lot all of these films that gives you the rules and the dimensions and the, the things that you need to survive. Um, yeah. And again, Scream really took that to another level um, where they actually made it an explicit part of the plot that there is a character who is very similar to evil yeah. and who owes evil a lot.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I am going to say it's very similar here because it's yeah. all taken from the horror films. I mean, of course... Charlie should know this stuff, right? He's he a loves Peter fan. Vincent. And yeah. But yeah. yeah, but of course it's it's not just for him. It's for it's for you, the audience at home. So we, we're on classic vampire rules for this one. They don't yeah. like crosses, they don't like garlic, they don't like holy water, and they can't enter a house
0: without being without being invited. Invited. And for this privilege, evil is paid eight dollars by uh, Charlie. And eight dollars in nineteen eighty five translates to a hundred and seven dollars sixty. <laughs> That's a lot, That's a of, lot money. of money. No wonder he's... And in fact, it, the quote from Evil is, far be it from me to turn down a fool's money. You yeah. know, it's like, you're an idiot that will yeah. pay. Like, Go for you,
2: it. You know this, Charlie. We've we've seen these films.
0: Yeah. It's nearly porn music. Hang on. <laughs> oh, yeah, because this is Dandridge. Dandridge is... Jerry Dandridge's is the vampire. Spoiler yeah. alert. And he gets this incredible, almost sort of 80s porn soundtrack theme yeah every time he comes on and it's kind of hot like it works you know in a in a moody way like it's quite atmospheric
2: yeah and he's a very 80s figure yes yeah it's um chris sarandon
0: chris sarandon who it turns out so i'm sat there going i know him i think i know him i think i recognize him yeah he's just the soundtrack (laughs) to my entire childhood chris sarandon if you don't know and you're a goth listening then shame on all of us but he's the voice of jack skellington In Nightmare Before Christmas, um, not the singing, that's Danny Elfman, but the actual spoken word, which is just beyond the pale. And he's also Prince Humperdinck in Princess Bride. Was there another thing that you said he was in that was big?
2: Probably. He he, he does seem to have a a, a, a habit of turning up in stuff.
0: Yeah, and actually parodying himself. You know, he turns up in an episode of something as Dracula. You know, he's yeah. he's, he's got a sense of humour. Silver Fox, by the way, Google it. But fascinating. Anyway, he is a very 80s beauty. Yes. Very specifically 80s beauty. His clothes, though, it's nearly... Dandridge is nearly danger, nearly Dracula. You know, there's a lot of different bits and pieces. And he's got this red sash that is mirroring the Dracula cape. Yes. The red and black cape. And, of course, he's in the living room. Mum invited him in because she's (laughs) an (laughs) adult.
2: And because she's a single mother, right? Oh, yeah. no, I
0: know. I just think she's a terrible character. And she's not fleshed out.
2: No, that's true. And she she entirely disappears from the second half of the movie as well, which is weird. But there you go.
0: Yeah. Um, See ya unnecessary pause soon yeah
2: everything everything that jerry says is a veiled threat and yes camp is a very good note here because that's how he's played
0: i characterize this whole scene as the teen stepdad nightmare you know (laughs) how there's a very particular defensiveness that some teenage boys can get when they have a single mum Mm -hmm. and the new guy turns up and it's like no not on my turf mate sure and when that new guy is too cocky the response to that is like almost territorial and yeah. i think that's what we're seeing here in a in a strange way there's this manic fear of like you've picked the wrong one <laughs> he's a psycho you know yeah. and again anything that's said to him and i don't want to put it too much to any kind of abuse line or any like anything like that but certainly that kind of well, it's the son going, hurt her and I'll kill you.
1: Yeah.
0: But it occasionally it's the stepdad or the, the potential stepdad making threats behind the mum's back. Yes. And then the kid not being able to convince the mum that he's bad news. So no, of all course. of it is that nightmare, that yes. horrible nightmare. We go to noises on the roof and things on the window trope <laughs> which I love. Yeah. Um it's a proper old school Victorian style scratching on the window you know even blooming I mean, Wuthering Heights tap tap tapping at the window and it's a twig all along yeah Where is it? And, I yes. love it
2: and Charlie is a jumpy <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. so he's jumping I've put he's jumping about downstairs while Jerry the vampire gets some creepy angel from Buffy style sleep watching action
2: Edward from Twilight right
0: Oh God! Why do they all do that? <laughs> Who is masturbating to that? <laughs> Who's like, I hope he comes to watch me tonight. What? What would? What good would it do? Different
2: strokes for different folks, I guess.
0: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> whistling while he works. So, what was he whistling?
2: The Strangers in the night. The uh, oh, Frank Sinatra.
0: Strangers
2: in the night. Is that it? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Which is nice because that's him, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. And then, of course, yeah, he goes I- to be the. Oh, he. Um, Busts the mum's door so that she won't be able to get out at any kind of pace, and then creeps about like a creep. He, this is all Jerry, by the way. And he goes to play monster in the wardrobe in uh, Charlie's wardrobe. There's so many Y names. It's really I know.
2: Yeah, Charlie, Amy.
0: It's hell for my thing where I see people's names written down to remember them. Yes, (laughs) Um,
2: but there's a really nice shot here of of Jerry behind Charlie and out of focus. So oh, we, yeah. we the camera is is focused on Jerry's in uh, Jerry's in the background, yeah. Out of focus. Charlie's in the foreground, in focus, and of course we can see the threat behind him, but he cannot. Yeah. It's it's, it's just an effectively well executed
0: mm-hmm.
2: suspense shot. that it was worth worth noting.
0: Do you know what we've all got in our house that I just kick whenever I can? No. A home slot pinball machine.
2: Oh yeah. You know what? It's just so much part of the furniture. I,
0: just forgot about it <laughs> yes and the vampire is so casual about everything nothing takes any effort like he really is powerful he's really strong he's really cocky and this is supposed to be a warning although he's uh holding charlie at the neck but at this point while charlie kicks a slot machine yeah that he has in his teenage bedroom what
2: <laughs> come on i would have loved one i would have loved a pinball machine when i was a teenager to be honest i quite like one now if any if anybody listening <laughs> Where as would we a, put it? As a pinball machine that they want rid of just drop us an email, hauntedpitchpalace at You never know.
0: If I can stick a tablecloth over it and we'll all eat dinner around it, we golden. Forget about me and I'll forget about you, is what he says. It's yep. like, that's a reasonable request. You know, he's trying to let him live. And Charlie's a dum dum. <laughs> <And laughs> <Well, laughs>
2: yeah, I suppose we, we probably should have taken that. But, well, he um, could have
0: said, "Yeah, absolutely," and then dobbed him in or found a way around it. He wasn't; he didn't have to be like, "Oh, you've got your hands around my throat and could kill, clearly kill me." Do you know? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. I won't forget. I can't yeah. forget what you did. You're a murderer. Yeah. Um, I suppose. Well,
2: you know. What? I suppose he loves Peter Vincent, right? He he loves yes. he loves this. Well, if we. Apparently he doesn't know anything about how to kill vampires, <laughs> no, so he has to go and see. Uh, but you know, but also the other thing we talked about him is he loves this stuff, and the old horror films are a constant background presence in this. Yes. So I wonder if maybe it's some of that kicking in for him.
0: Yeah, that's a good yeah,
2: point. Because yeah, yeah. yeah, my note on this confrontation is that Jerry says, "Do you realise how much trouble you've caused me?" To our hero, yes. To young Charlie, you know, he says he brought the police round, all this stuff. And it's like, you, you, you brought it on yourself, is my note for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you stood in the window and made eye contact with your next-door neighbour kid and sort of did the did the bitey bit. You might as well have said, like, I'm a vampire!
0: Don't <laughs> tell anyone. Yeah,
2: exactly, His secret.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, Jerry unnails the window with one finger, which I really like. It's yeah. a nice little detail. Um, but also, why is Charlie's window nailed shut?
2: Well, he nailed it shut to stop the vampire getting in. Oh, did he? Did yeah, we watch we, him Yeah, we do had that? that. That was one of his sort of... I must have been making notes. Yeah, prep. B- but Yeah, before he went to bed that evening, he did his prep because he's... Well, obviously, he's realised that he's upset Aww. a vampire. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, he nailed his window shut.
0: I do really enjoy the spearing of the photo with um, the carton gate. Yeah. It's, it's so cute.
2: Subtle, isn't it? Yeah. How sharp are those... Um, I that mean... It's like gate.
0: Any... Local cats could just impale mm. themselves as they wandered off. Um, <laughs> spears that, yeah. And then, ooh, pencil through the hand. Amazing prosthetics. I'm impressed with that, no?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, they were great. Yeah, there's a lot of them are really, really good. There's just a couple of model shots. that It's a shame because they let the side down.
0: Really? Oh, we're going to have to, talk, to about, talk about them when we get to it. Yeah. Because I really am impressed with the majority. For some reason, a pencil through the hand hurts him like nothing you've ever seen like I'm pretty sure I've seen serial killers get a pencil through the hand and sort of shake it off with adrenaline yeah but this guy's like whoa holy (laughs) pencil you know Um, and the curtain blowing as Jerry disappears is so perfect Mm. it all happens in shadow because mum's woken up and he's sort of recoiling and disappearing it's so gorgeous and then we have the use of this zoom effect yes the dolly zoom that's what it's called isn't it, it it is Sometimes known as the Vertigo effect and was used first by good old Alfred. Alfred yeah. Hitchcock. I'm essentially in the film Vertigo. You'd...
2: Hence the name.
0: Whoa. I know. Um, brain. Exactly. And in order no. to illustrate your brain exploding you could use the dolly zoom. <laughs> That's very good. So it's where you zoom in on the character in front of you and dolly the camera back at the same time. Thus meaning that the character you're zooming in on stays the same size but the distortion of the background and the distortion of the surround does funny things to your eyes and head mm. and for some reason they just use it here once the whole film Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's really nice it's yeah. really effective and kind of weird and again very campy it's a hugely camp film go go to it for the campness so out of options at this point because he's been laughed at by the freak evil yep. and he's, <laughs> it's a great phrase, that's a really good <laughs> album name and ignored by his mum as ever, and he's wound up the cops. Now we're off to see. And he's
2: really angered the vampire as well. He's like, really I, wound. I the wondered vampire. if, like, because it does seem like he's very, very badly hurt with the um, the pencil. The pencil, but I wonder if it's just like th- th- this child has struck me and hurt me. Yeah. And it's it's a pride thing. I wonder.
0: Yes, interesting. Yeah, he does look a little bit mortified by it. You mm. know. But yes, so we go and find Peter Vincent, who has sadly looked like he'd been sacked from the studio. <laughs> Indeed. Dressed like a geography professor from the 70s.
2: Oh yeah, because he just, after Jerry leaves, he happens to look at the tellys on, and he happens to look up and sees Peter Vincent there straight to camera, saying, I believe in
1: vampires.
2: Yeah. Do, do you know there are a lot of people who do not believe in vampires? But I do, because I have fought them, or something, I'm yeah, kind of paraphrasing. Yeah,
0: all of that. Um, and, of course, Charlie is clearly in the middle of a mental break yeah. and forgets that that's an actor. Charlie, I, I it's my one actual gripe with the film mm-hmm. that Charlie is of sound mind mm-hmm. and is a fan of these things and is not young enough to believe that Peter Vincent is a real vampire killer.
2: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: That's what I would say. If he's yes. trying to get in the pants of that girl... Yeah. If you're old enough to get in the pants of a bloody twenty-seven-year-old woman, yeah. <laughs> you're old enough to know that that's an actor. Yes,
2: but yeah, no, you're right. That doesn't quite work. Well, it—I mean, it does. I say it doesn't quite work. I—I I hadn't noticed really, oh, so okay, I suppose okay. it, you You did, right? Well, yeah.
0: I feel like one of them had to give in. It had to either be that Peter Vincent's character was portrayed as an actual vampire killer without mm-hmm. the camp. Yeah, you know, like he was on TV on yeah. the news, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or yeah. that this kid was like savvy enough to, yeah. Anyway, yeah,
2: but no, no, uh, yeah, because in the little bits that we see of Fright Night, the TV show that Peter yeah. Vincent hosts, it's him obviously on a tiny studio in a coffin with a couple of cemetery gates.
0: Well, they go out of their way to show the sides of the scenery. I don't yeah, you noticed yeah, that, exactly. But the sets are like moving and stuff. Yes. it's really nice.
2: Yeah, but it's. They're not shooting for realism here. You yeah. Know? Yeah.
0: Peter has an incredibly modern face. Roddy McDowell. Oh, incredibly yeah. modern. Like, everybody else looks like they're from the 80s. And Roddy McDowell could be from any period in history. But specifically, he looks like he's doing a, a campy cameo on the BBC in this film. <laughs> Do you not think? I can
2: see that. Yes. Um, yes.
0: He's believable he has wonderful facial expressions he's exaggerating everything but not to the point of like oh matron you know he's having a good time i think and it really shows and he's basically like nah kid you crazy
2: yes (laughs) he
0: starts it with like do you want an autograph what yes and then
2: he, you know when um charlie it says something complimentary about Fright Night and how he enjoys it. He's gracious.
0: He's lovely, yeah. But
2: then then Charlie goes back to his other strategy of just yelling at people about vampires, which works so well with the police. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
0: Anyway, he drives away with, I love the gestures. It's because Roddy McDowell's such a good actor in this. Mm. So the gestures when Charlie is trying to hold on to his car, and it's so subtle and so funny that Peter Vincent just like looks at the hand that's on the car and like does a nod like get it off my car you know yeah and then drives away putting his windows up with Charlie being an absolute mad bastard and shouting after him and then I absolutely love the next scene I really love it it's one of the ones that really stuck in my head from the video as well
2: is this where Charlie looks quite ill?
0: This is where Charlie This is where Charlie looks like he's making a Bonnie Tyler video. Every kind of candle that he could find is lit.
2: Yeah.
0: he is freaking out and the friends come over.
2: Is that where he's like panicked sharpening a steak? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: they find him doing that. And I like their different responses. I like that both of them are like, he's crackers. I like that evil just really laughs and it's like, I think he's gone. Yeah. Like, I, think, I think he's finally lost it. And Amy is like immediately plays along.
2: She's a real diamond. She's Amy. lovely. A lot yeah. Of time for Amy.
0: Yeah. Amy plays along because she realized something's up, takes the stake off him and says, maybe don't let's not kill him with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, I wanted to mention that. I'm amazed you didn't. Amy's scooter that has a blinking headlight. as oh. in It has an eyelid.
2: I did not notice it's that. It's
0: gorgeous. She turns it off when, he, when she arrives next to Evil.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And the eyelid on the headlight the just shuts when the engine's off. Oh. It's like, yeah, it's, it looks a like something out of but cool. the Future. Yeah. It's deeply impractical, yeah. I mean, obviously she turned the engine off at that point. It wasn't just like it stopped moving and the headlight went... No. You, <laughs> you would disappear on a country yeah, road. Exactly, exactly, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> every time you're at a stoplight... But everyone's a little bit worried about Charlie, and so... Yeah, when
2: well, he's sitting there just sort of muttering about how he's going to murder his next-door neighbour. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. And, and they he have has a... to
2: murder his next-door neighbour because he's his a vampire. Neighbor's gonna...
0: Yeah, but his neighbour's going to come and murder him. Yeah. If he doesn't get there first, you know. So Amy and Evil weirdly team up and go to see <laughs> Peter Vincent, even though I feel like Evil's in it for the kind of Beavis and Buttheads...
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, the like... OK, let's go on this crazy ride, because he doesn't really offer anything extra he's just no. like irritating i think also he <laughs> wants to look at peter vincent's house because sure. every time i noticed in the background every time amy was looking at or talking to peter vincent ed picked something else up in the background of the shot oh like, yeah he was all over his house yeah there.
2: the actors are doing a lot of this stuff like yeah. they're really invested in their characters it's just little things that seem you to bring why? everybody through because they were good uh, maybe they were dire- <laughs> they were very good they were very
0: good but I'm really impressed with Tom Holland actually I didn't look up any more of his work
2: oh yes Tom Holland uh, writer and director of this one which yeah. is sort of quite reasonably unusual for, well, especially for a sort of
0: well it was his debut Hollywood director thing. role mm. as well obviously there is an actor called Tom Holland and unless he is immortal, it's not him it's not Spider-Man <laughs> it is director Tom Holland there we go who's a Cancerian if anyone's interested who wrote child's play directed a few different horrors including something called clown town which i actually think would give me nightmares (laughs) lots of different very poor looking horror 1978 incredible hulk looks like he was involved in that one of the pink panthers he's got all sorts of little bits and pieces i think he was also acting in some of these tales from the crypt in 1990 which fits very beautifully tales from the crypt you know again this is taking a lot from that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, well, so much of this feels like a real love letter to this style of horror, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, as distinct from the stuff that Peter Vincent is talking about when he says, because he's, he's talking when before Charlie goes cockabunkers about <laughs> vampires. Peter Vincent is rather bitter that he's been sacked and he says it's a shame that there weren't more young people like you who appreciated this stuff everybody's into things about where I forget exactly what he says but it's something you basically he describes slasher movies in a very uncomplimentary yes. Yes. Uh, fashion and um, yes I suppose this type of thing is horror movies about supernatural yeah. elements and the, the idea that they are out of fashion in 1985 yeah which they They are, really. This is, we are in the era now of the slasher franchise. We
0: are, and you're not in this film to see something believable. If you go to see Fright Night, the cover tells you everything. This is not going to be something you can believe. Yeah. This is going to be something fun that harkens back to all the things that you liked when you were a kid. You know, the thing I was going to say about the characters being their own people and really identifiable and really strong... Tom Holland asked all of the cast to write a one to two page biography of their own character ah, um, so that they could get to know them as they existed outside that's a of the good script, idea which is a great idea and the actor playing Evil Jeffreys, mm-hmm. was that his name surname? Jeffries yes, took it to extremes on every level and again we'll talk about it later as he comes in but I think he really took that to heart he was like right I'm going to be this
2: well he doesn't have a great deal of screen time but he really makes an impression,
0: yeah he really steals it and then I put this, right? So when they go to see Peter Vincent in his house, Amy mm-hmm. and Evil have teamed up. They go to see Peter Vincent in his home because Charlie <laughs> says he's um, had a word with him and Peter Vincent rejected him. So yeah. Amy turns up with Evil. And every, it's like everyone's acting in a different film, is what I've written oh. at this point. And I don't think it's a bad thing. And the way I would I described it like that, because Evil's version of the film is... His friend's gone mad, this girl hates him, but he's teamed up with her to snoop around a celebrity's house.
2: Sure, and it's kind of, like, cool. And it's fanboying. It makes sense that he'd be into, like, vampire movies in the years. But also, like, his friend's gone mad in quite a metal way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's true, it's true. (laughs) Definitely. Amy's film is... there's something wrong with her boyfriend... She was ready to give herself up to him, but he's going through something right now, yeah, and she can fix it by talking to his hero, so pleads for his life, yeah, and Peter Vincent is in a film where <laughs> Peter Vincent's in a film where frightening teenagers approach him and take everything very seriously while he asks them if they're there to write for his for their school paper. Mm-hmm. And sort of tarts himself up in a smoking jacket. Yeah, well, he's
2: this is where he's back on stage, yes. right? You know, because it's again McDowell switching between these two, yeah. a, two versions import-
0: of it. What's more important than my autograph? Yes. And I'm being like he could die a boy's life a boy's life and then there's like, a
2: beautiful pause yeah when he goes I suppose it could be more important
0: <laughs> <laughs> I put that he's like a young Sir Ian McKellen here like, but it's mm-hmm. Sir Ian McKellen playing a caricature of himself yeah it's an elderly stage queen is how I would put it yeah. like in a non derogatory sense it really feels like that sweetie darling mm. who's aged yeah yeah Peter Vincent is just such a sweet and awful character simultaneously. Yes. He's a very weak character, but I really love him.
2: Well, he's my favourite one. You said that um, yeah. evil's your favourite character, which I respect, but, yeah. but Peter is mine.
0: I get it. Like He's a, he's wonderful. He's a close second. But I actually like their dynamic together a lot. Yeah, And I write a lot about that later. Mm. So they come up with a plot to convince Jerry isn't a vampire. Because yeah. everybody apart from Charlie is convinced that Charlie's cracked. So they say, they they basically call Jerry... Why does Jerry have so many clocks?
2: Because he needs to know when it's going to be dawn and uh, when it's time to go to bed. <laughs> <Stop>. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm basing this on a sort of at the climax. Not yeah, a, yeah, yeah, That you know that that seems to signify dawn. But then they all strike. Maybe he changes them because obviously dawns are not a mm. fixed variable. Uh, so maybe he changes them so they always strike six on the... But then uh, they'd be doing it all day when he was trying to...
0: Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Don't
2: know why he has so many clocks.
0: <laughs> no no idea why he's got so many clocks. I mean, I did have this random thought that maybe they were all made by Billy, who was bored having served him for many years. Yeah. And is a carpenter. Yeah. And just every now and then makes him a makes clock. Makes him another clock. But I couldn't think of a better one than that are clocks evil and are they as evil or more evil than apples anyway
2: questions of our time
0: makes a plan with the vampire the vampire has billy on the other end of the line like they're taking a prank call yeah with him he has him with him and says you know oh no i can't have crosses in the house because i used to be religious and uh yeah
2: sacrilegious he's born again born
0: again yeah and then he says all right okay i'll drink the water but I don't really... No, you, can, you can't hear one half of the conversation. You have Peter Vincent saying, it's not even holy water, it's just water. Yes. You know, <laughs> yes. It's a, basically it's a prop. And basically we're, we're invited to Jerry's house to act this out for Charlie's benefit so that Charlie doesn't murder him or attempt to. And I've said here that I really like the the prop that Peter Vincent takes with him to this house is a copy of the Mirror... Used in
2: oh of course Dracula. yes
0: was it Bela Lugosi's Dracula with the mirror yeah yeah so it's, I mean it's I'm sure a, it's been
2: used in others but but it's very much that style yeah. of little pocket mirror and
0: there's a there's a scene later where Bela Lugosi in uh, almost life size Bela Lugosi poster is behind Peter Vincent yeah. while he's talking to some people and it's really lovely like he's got all the old vamps all over the so it's it's a nice nod to have him take the mirror with him from 1933 Dracula please listen to our other episode. <laughs> One of my favourite things Oh, there's a few good ones here but one of my favourite things is Billy opening the door and saying Hey Jer, they're here because what a gay couple Yeah, It's so like new neighbours have moved in, we've all bought muffins they're gays, be on your best (laughs) behaviour and the the response of that, hey Jer, is just great so casual for your lord and master
2: Yes yeah but they do have a very
0: i mean they're cute together
2: cute yeah cute is a very good word
0: yeah anyone that eats fruit before they shake hands uh is evil <laughs> but the jumper on jerry it's like 80s knitwear chainmail. <laughs> it's so fit i love an 80s jumper i know you can't stick them but i love an 80s jumper with the kind of tiny little roll neck and the unnecessary v shaping and the elasticated bum bit so good, it makes everybody it. look like a swimmer
2: yeah my note on Jerry's accoutrement mm. in this scene is that while he's talking to them he's polishing a big phallic horn that he's sort of still unpacking things oh god, he he's out neat, big... says Amy yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: bet you do Amy Jerry and Billy moving at the sight of the cross is really lovely so like he has his drama moment where he drinks the holy water, yes and he's like, has that proved it to you? To Charlie. And Charlie obviously yeah. is like scene proof because he's been thrown around his own bedroom by this guy. But um, it's like, yeah, sure, I guess. And he said, he even calls it. He's like, the water's not holy. If that's, yeah, you know, if that's not killed you, the water's not holy. And goes for a cross. And I love Billy and Jerry moving at the same time at the sight of the cross because it's a real like subtle, nobody sees them do it, but they're ready yeah. to. But
2: we know, we've seen, because is yeah. the thing, like, we, there's the point of view of, The other characters there, Peter and Charlie's friends, who think that Charlie's lost his mind. (laughs) Yeah. But but care for him. Well, at least Amy cares for him.
0: Evil, yeah. Yeah. Evil's Mm. just there to rub it in.
2: But none of them think that this guy's a vampire.
0: No. (laughs) But of course,
2: we, the audience, have seen all of this and we know that he's right.
0: The mirror thing is really gorgeous and Jerry knows Peter knows by the end mm-hmm. of that scene um, Peter's getting in his car and the kids are like what did you see? because obviously yes. he's shaking well again
2: he's gone and it's a good it's a good, it's another nice bit of work by uh, Reddy McDowell yeah where he's just, exactly he's, he's gone he's, quiet and he's all of his shifty. bluster is gone yeah, yeah.
0: and Yeah, when he drops... Yeah, the whole scene is really lovely. He goes very nervous and very timid and then gets to his car and is just, like, keen to speed away. Yes. And the kids are like, well, he didn't have a reflection and a look and then just And then he's away, he's gone. Yeah. 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 There are no such things as vampires, fruitcake. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who says that. Is it evil?
2: Sounds like him. I think it's evil. Yeah.
0: So we're in the dark. We're in the dark. We're walking back from this weird time and place. Mm-hmm. From being, I don't know where we're walking back from. Oh, we're walking. We have been...
2: We're walking Amy home. Oh, sorry. Yes, it's dangerous.
0: We're walking Amy home because there's a vampire around. It is evil. Actually, I remember the whole scene now. And evil cries wolf. Mm. And apparently, Tom yeah, because it
2: was... turns out this like the most the most creepy alleyway that you've ever seen. Yeah, is a shortcut.
0: Yeah, it's the scene from Beauty and the Beast when Philippe the horse is trying to choose which path to take and it's like, (laughs) that one covered in bats or that one that actually has birdsong through it. I think we'll go birdsong. And I've put Smoke smoke Machine as a health hazard in this scene (laughs) because it really is like full-on dry ice to the core. But a really nice bit of costume work. There's a kind of long white mac it used instead of the vampire cape, instead of the black cape. And it's so effective. It looks like a... Michael Jackson music video, the whole thing, you know, of the 80s. Very, very, very on trend. And I'll talk a bit more about that later, but very on trend with the time. Like, this would have mm. been a hyper-modern film. This would be, like, something coming out now, and everybody on it, I don't know. I don't, We don't have any fashion now, actually. That's true. I backed up. Everybody wearing <laughs> Crocs and, like, ill-fitting jeans. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that doesn't sound as good as this, no. does it? No, and, like...
0: No knee-length hoodies
2: but yeah it's a really nice bit of work that you go right. you have to design a, a, a vampire but make it 80s but also make it not obviously vampire so he's not dressed in any of the no, he's got
0: nods every time exactly the, the red yeah. scarf yeah. the long thing the the capiness of that coat it's gorgeous but it's and all like it
2: the cool? stuff that uh, that he's saying to Charlie when he meets th- when Jerry comes around to meet his mother, everything he says is a veiled threat, but it can also all be interpreted.
0: Totally normal. Totally normal as and... I say, what if all this time Jerry was a bisexual swinger? Yeah. And it's all taken out of context. <laughs> evil does the classic thing that Evil would do Evil Ed. He is consistently saying, Stop calling me evil. Don't call me that. Yeah. But it's his nickname, and everybody calls him that. Even Amy, who's not being mean, she just knows him as Eve. But Evil Ed is getting wound up by the whole situation. He calls Charlie a fruitcake. And he's he fakes his own death briefly, you know does the yeah. typical scream from an alley once they've walked away from him. He chooses the creepy alley like a fool,
2: yeah, like he hadn't seen any of these films.
0: yeah, and then does a little scream, and it's not real, and they leave him there. when they hear him scream again, later, it's because Jerry is in pursuit.
2: yeah, but it's really nicely done the way Jerry never hurries. no because he doesn't need to hurry he's got all the time in the world
0: also he's incredibly quick and all the rest of it like he doesn't care I also have a suspicion that evil wants to be caught but that's my own thing Hmm. so apparently the director said that he wanted this film to be part vampire part boy who cried wolf but instead of making the protagonist cry wolf although it could be that Charlie regularly has nightmares and fantasies it's much more a tale of evil
2: of course. Well, I was going to say, there is an element of him crying wolf because of, because of the way he really goes off the handle yeah. to the police, but then also the way he goes off the handle to Peter Vincent makes it much harder to convince him later. Yes. And that's part of the thing, that he just really overreacted, and it's part of the crying wolf idea, Yeah, I think.
0: and because Evil Ed is such a good actor, the dead-end scene is really heartbreaking. Like He looks like a trapped animal, yeah. and he's quite genuinely frightened. He's kind of crying on the floor. And... Jerry calls evil Edward for the first time in the whole film. Yeah. You know, he says they they beat you up. They beat you up, they knock you down, they're always calling you evil Edward, you know. Yeah. And he says, Just take my hand and it's a really beautiful, tender moment that actually in the moment I took to be more homosexual than childlike. But looking back at it I'm not sure. I think it's both. I think but it's weird that 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 homosexual undertone is in there at oh, all. Oh, yeah,
2: which it definitely is.
0: But it really is. And I don't mean weird like it shouldn't be there. I mean, like, it's not actually explicitly said at any point apart from the mum saying, I think you might be gay. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. It's much more in everybody's body language. And then, of course, we get the sweep of the cape, the sweep, yeah, of, the the coat sweep of the coat around him. But it is a really tender, like, hugging a guy who's sad Yeah, and, and, it's,
2: and it's the vampire as outcast thing. The outcast of society, yes. kindred spirit thing, yeah. and I think yeah, my note is uh, Jerry alludes to the backstory of every weird kid with a nickname like Evil. I know. So, oh. You know, and, it, and this is sort of. I know I've said before that Evil makes the most of his screen time, but I feel like there's so much in both of them. Yeah, so much in that interaction in the alleyway there. Yeah, so much suggested and hinted at and shown in the in the way they work together.
0: Yeah. And then that hug cuts away and he screams because obviously he's been bitten. Charlie hears it and says, do you think that might be a real one? Yeah. And Amy's response is, you're not going to let him sucker you in again, which is a nice vampire reference. The new evil (laughs) Hmm. turns up at Peter's door, Peter Vincent's door. Yeah. Evil Evil Ed is much more chilling than Evil Ed.
2: Right. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Thank um,
0: you, <laughs> or dead Evil Ed, which is probably easier. Mm-hmm. But he knocks on Peter Vincent's door and says, "Like, there's a vampire out here." Let yes you let me and in. It's true. He is a vampire. Oh yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but, but also because he has to be, has invited, to be invited in. Invited. Yes, because exactly. he's a vampire now. Yes. And Peter's like, Whoa, get <laughs> in here." And gradually it dawns on Peter that all is not well, and it's not very gradual. You know, no, I mean it's
2: mainly when he sort of shows his fangs and said, I, "It's me you've got to worry they about." They got me. Yeah. Yeah
0: and peter vincent just looks horrified and frightened the whole time and it's really nice but he says something like look what they did to me or look it's just really sad it's just his eyes are crying evil's eyes are cr- like he's got tears down his face yeah and i've put crying and unable to see himself in the mirror it me <laughs> 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 but yeah it's um there's another scene as well i think they've shot it like they do where they peter vincent's in a doorway and they framed it to look like the mirror Right. Yes. You know. So yeah. You, you know. Or you
2: just, just you know shoot it again without the other actor there. But yeah,
0: I know, yeah. I know. But th- that one specifically looked like right. that was just a doorway rather than a full mirror. Like, yeah, he's got too many teeth, but it's really believable. Like, there's yeah. too many teeth in his mouth, and it's really quite the transformation to vampire looks painful every time it happens. Yes. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's real gore in a very subtle way at that point. How does he get rid of him?
2: Cross, I think. There you go. So he, yes, he puts a ber-
0: cross on his face and that's why he's crying. Thank yeah. you. Yes.
2: Because, yes, uh, Peter Vincent, of course, has, from a lifetime of crappy movies, yeah. has all of the accoutrement for vampire hunting yeah. just in his flat. So, yeah, he has a cross which he places on Evil Ed's forehead yeah. and it burns. And, uh, and leaves
0: skin on the cross, which is a nice yeah. touch. They often forget to do that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you no, know, it's and this is another good bit of effects work actually, because this is where evil is very upset and says, yeah. "Oh, the the master will punish you for this." Yes. Which is
0: then he dives out the window. Yeah. Yeah. So this this dance scene is hot as hell, and we have the um, blue and pink bisexual lighting. Yeah. For this scene, um, obviously it's a very eighties thing, but hey, nothing more bisexual than the eighties.
2: It's <laughs> true. Well, um, also strong bisexual energy from Jerry, particularly I mean, in this yeah. film.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's why. I, that's why I registered. No, yeah, 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 but yeah,
2: I mean, as well, yeah, I'm not. You're not wrong. I'm just
0: <laughs> all the colours and shapes are deeply eighties, you know. And I've said it before, it's it's really, um, it's just the most unlikely song. You know, when they're dancing to "Armies of the Night" by Sparks. first? Yes, and because there's no actual music playing, obviously, everybody in that club is dancing to something different, so that mm-hmm. no two people are dancing to the same rhythm. But also, Amy and charlie have ended up here to call peter peter to say look jerry's on the hunt for us we're being stalked down we're in trouble
2: yeah need your help
0: and peter's like i absolutely cannot help you. (laughs) (laughs) and in the meantime jerry's caught up with amy and is doing some pretty seductive 80s dancing with her he has no reflection in the mirrors and it's so gorgeously done. You mm. know, she's looking worried in the mirror. That one is shot twice. She's looking in the mirror and catching herself. And I have put here that if anyone's seen Legend, the Ridley Scott film Legend, from also from the 80s, you could actually cut the scene where the female lead in that dances with herself in front of mirrors with this and it would look <laughs> like they were at the same disco. And I really like that. No reflection. I get Mark Ruffalo vibes. And I said this to you at the time from Jerry sometimes. Mark Ruffalo is fit as, I'm not going to lie. You described him as geeky, which I found quite interesting. I yeah. guess he plays a geek frequently. Yeah. But he's like a tall Mark Ruffalo, this guy.
2: I just think the two roles I think of him in yeah. are, is, isn't is he Bruce Banner? He is Bruce Banner. Yeah. And also in Eternal Sunshine, he plays the tech guy. Oh, So you're I guess right. in my brain, he's always like a science man. Oh. But then I, m- there must be other roles I'm just not thinking of.
0: 13... 13- going on 30 yeah never mind no, I'm
2: not familiar with
0: um. <laughs> he has the capacity to be very very sexy and I just like a geek you know me
2: but yes dancing with Amy in the club here yes I was reminded that Amy is uh, a virgin I've
0: written that as well yeah she's a virgin and she's getting a kind of she looks hypnotized
2: yeah well she's getting an
0: upskirt dance
2: vampire in it That's with
0: what? a sexy vampire <laughs> yes It's The song, in case you're curious, is Good Man in a Bad Time by Ian Hunter, which is a lie, isn't it? But yes, it's a very, very sexually charged scene, and I Mm. love it. I feel like it would have been, if Channel 4 still did actual programming, it would be in one of those 100 greatest countdowns. Oh, right, yeah. You know, if they started getting really desperate, and they were like 100 greatest sexy moments from horror.
2: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Pyramid head at number one because everyone's a mess. Yeah, the scariest part of this whole film to me Mm -hmm. is the stampeding people at this dance. Oh right! It really freaks me out because you know clubbing in general used to freak me out Uh because it's a large amount of people. (laughs) But then add to that the fact that everyone's a little bit inebriated, and I mean the clubs I used to go to were all low ceilinged and the walls would sweat and it was yeah
2: the terrible carpets probably.
0: Oh, yeah. One of them, yeah, in particular, was a terrible carpet number that the carpet had been there since about 1975. Yeah. Um, But the the one I'm thinking of that really sweat was called Shades. (laughs) Of course it was. And they painted the walls like flesh red. (laughs) So this kind of, it was like being inside a kind of corrupt womb. And then everything was just dark. And I went to an 80s night there. And it, it there were too many people in the space, and one of the walls was entirely a mirror, actually now I think oh, yeah. about it. So it looked like a kind of a kind of abandoned dance studio that had been turned into a sort of nightmare
2: <laughs> abattoir.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. and uh, it would get too hot, and nobody could get out because all the doors were blocked with people. Oh. So like this kind of nightmare thing, and I'm watching this scene where... Jerry's kind of lost his cool a little bit a bouncer comes up and tries to start something so he Mm -hmm. just kind of claws him in the face and kills him Uh, (laughs) and it starts this panic and poor poor Charlie tries to be brave doesn't he
2: yeah Charlie is brave a lot of the time he's just also very frightened but he doesn't Mm. like when he is offered that choice by Jerry earlier when he's held by the throat and he says you forget about me I'll forget about you he does the brave thing the dumb thing as well yeah. but what I mean is he doesn't we see Peter Vincent is trying to leave at this point he's packing and when they get yeah. to his house he's packing his bags and he, he wants to to run away and stuff that Charlie's is not going to do that he knows he has to fight the evil he knows he yeah. has to do this he's also just very frightened but he's not he's not a coward no. he's just frightened
0: I've also said that Charlie could have been played by a young Keanu Reeves if this came out oh, a little yeah. bit later quite yeah. nicely probably wouldn't have been as good an actor (laughs) as the Charlie they picked but it's not really necessary for that role like he just had to be a plank of wood
2: yeah but he has to be a he has to be like a personable plank of wood you know because he is awful in a great many ways but you you are rooting for him
0: well the other thing that frightened me about that stampede moment is that they get separated Amy and Mm. Charlie get separated and then obviously exactly and then Jerry does a little wink and a nod and disappears into the night with his girlfriend, his virginal girlfriend. Mm. And that's why he ends up at Peter Vincent's, like stopping him packing a bag. There's a lot of times from now on that I write the words poor Peter (laughs) uh, because he does look harassed (laughs) throughout the next few bits.
2: He's an old man. Um, I don't know how old he's. Playing, I don't know how old his character is because Roddy McDowell is in his fifties here, I think. But he's also in sort of old man drag a little Go because on, because we see him in up. the earlier. We see him also playing a young Peter Vincent in some of the bits yes. of film. So yeah, they cast a slightly younger man. He's an old man who's passed his best, and his best wasn't very good anyway. <laughs> who is, yeah, thrust. This is why I like Peter. I feel like he has a proper, Arc,
0: mar- yeah.
2: a proper narrative character arc and here is at his lowest ebb because he's facing something you know this is important yeah in a way that nothing else really has been and of course he's and he's something of a hero to this boy and this boy is looking up to him and mm-hmm. requires his help and, but he says oh, Peter Vincent you're the famous vampire killer and he says it isn't even my real name yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he feels like a fake he feels like a phony and he has to go through yeah th- th- the rest of the film is sort of his Rediscovering or discovering for the first
0: time—yeah—something
2: real, I suppose.
0: Yeah. We then catch up with Amy, who's in a gorgeous dress, fur rug mm. and fire combo, which I'm just like take me there on the first watch i was probably 18 or so so i didn't really see the allure of any of this stuff <laughs> with this guy but 31 year old me is uh here for amy and jerry sexy <laughs> not gonna lie obligatory sex noises when she's bitten but i did notice like it it really is hot it's hot and yeah. it's filmed very much in the in the female gaze which is really unusual like we are focused a lot on him yes. on on jerry yeah, it's all very central and very interestingly filmed. I just felt like it yeah. was an odd one because that had the potential to go full obligatory boobs out. I guess they already yeah, did a bit. Yeah, but
2: we say we've we've have out. done that ex- earlier, but yes, we yeah. see very little of um young Amy, which is it's, again sounds like a complaint, I don't mean it no, as such. But it's it's interesting. just that, yeah, but whereas the camera does linger rather lovingly on Chris Sarandon's physique.
0: Beautiful face. Yeah.
2: Not just um, his face, so, though, because he gets his shirt off, and we see shot. We yeah. see over her shoulder, she uh, she sort of unhooks her dress, but again, we don't. We're not seeing. We anything, don't see yeah. anything.
0: Really interesting. I just I feel like it's very unlikely that we would see such a sensual scene in a film this high camp. Like mm. it feels like there should have been a bit of a, well, the classic cape. Hiding the fangs business yeah. again, but we've already had it. So they just went to this really intimate, sort of weird virginity loss, come bitey scene.
2: Mm. And this is you were saying earlier about the actress playing Amy being older than her character, yeah. which means that she can sort of, which is because seeing her in that dress and seeing this is the way that she's not presented in the film earlier. I mean, mm. she's cute as a button, but she's not. No, she's not sort of dressed.
0: No, her version of sexy is to wear like a white. T-shirt, bra. Yeah. And think about what she's done. Half dressed in bed.
1: Yes. You know, exactly. So it's
0: not really. Uh, she's a teenager. You know. Yeah. It's not. It's not meant to be sexy. I'm not gonna lie. We get the three drops of blood to let us know. The three pools of blood to let us know that she's been boot.
2: So yes, Peter. Obviously, while this has been happening, mm. Peter has been going through his own dark night of the soul, and yeah. he's decided that he has to fight. He has to face. Yeah. This menace. So he turns up. He tooled up. Yeah, and, and I've said method acting as Peter Vincent vampire killer. Yes, because Charlie says, you know, this is serious, but it's like, well, yes, it is. And here we go. Here we, we're going to do it.
0: Yeah, and Charlie's concerned for him, and it's really cute. Actually, mm. it's the nicest Charlie is in the whole film. It's like, are you sure you want to do this? Because it is, you are going to die. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> and then we have the door opening itself because we had to get back to the camp, and it does a big creak. There's no need for that fingernail moment, but welcome to a fright note elaborate pause for real yeah uh, from jerry oh no that chocolate crucifix turned out to be no good after all <laughs> you know
2: yes <laughs> but this is uh i'm going to i'm going to talk about peter again i'm sorry no please but yeah. uh but yes yeah, so he's tooled up and he's in full vampire hunter drag yeah but the the cross uh doesn't work because as jerry says you have to have you have to believe you have to have faith for this mm. to work you have to believe in it so it worked like earlier. so the, it worked it works on other vampires mm. but it says you have to have faith for it for me I think the implication is that Jerry is a is an old and powerful vampire yes. certainly from the amount he explodes later on <laughs> spoilers but yes you have to have faith <laughs> but what, it, what I mean is that sort of just acting the part of Peter Vincent vampire killer is not good enough it's not yes. going to do it here you have to be peter vincent vampire killer <laughs> and th- yeah that's th- this is the this is the journey of his arc
0: mm-hmm. yeah poor charlie gets whacked down the stairs evil has somehow become even more evil yeah don't hold back evil will you i've put because in fact rolly mcdowell complains about evil right Saying that he was fighting him too hard, because ah. evil kind of just lost his mind in the role, you know, and was like, "This is the evil's character. I've studied evil's character. I'm just going to go for it." Yeah, and it,
2: it does it does look like it's it, awful. it. It looks good. Peter's like, "Look, yeah. I'm
0: an old man. Yeah, <laughs> leave leave me alone." And then the boy that cried wolf turns into a wolf, which is satisfying and adorable. Yes. And it's a beautiful wolf that they've let loose alone in a hallway and then pretended Peter Vincent is there.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. And then, you know, I said that there's occasionally some bits of, like, quite quite rotten... Yeah. Work. Then a sort of, sort of pound-shop wolf toy goes over the banister, which is a real shame, I think.
0: Oh, I think that's really unfair. The thing that's at the bottom of the stairs, though, when he's looking down on it and it's hurt,
2: oh yes no that's good
0: oh okay but it's just the initial but
2: yeah when we switch from
0: okay i must sh- have been writing
2: shot of a we get shot of a wolf yeah running towards the camera yeah shot of peter looking frightened and yeah. then like like a a toy husky being shot over his <laughs> over him and and through the through the banister which is a shame uh because oh. but that, i don't know i feel i feel rotten now because i never like to sort of I love practical effects. Yes. I love
0: Well it's it's this I feel like that's very model harsh
2: work and animatronics. To put that and,
0: in. I do. And normally I'm with you, but I think that's very harsh considering the sheer beauty of the model work next.
2: Yeah, oh the scene coming up now. It's yeah, So it's,
0: incredible. And again, um I feel like Evil was at risk of giving himself a hernia with this level of like face acting yeah. for this bit too. But I'll talk about it now. So He's got speared, sort of by accident, by Peter Vincent, yes. who was just defending it. He was just like, he had a stick in his head. Like, yeah. it wasn't stabbing. Yeah, like no, he was...
2: fell on a chair or something. Yeah. Incredible.
0: And it's so graphic and horrible to have the wolf speared, but, like, trying to crawl. I can't, I don't know how they made those noises.
2: No, um, me neither. I
0: suspect it was evil. As in, I suspect it was the actor playing evil right. making those sounds. Not that <laughs> not that it was just the sound of evil.
2: <laughs> they just put a microphone in evil.
0: But then we have an American Werewolf in Paris style transformation, but backwards. Which
2: is really nicely done. So
0: amazing. And I bet there's not another film, actually, where that transformation is done in reverse so that we end up with a human. Like and that.
2: it's horrible as well because of the way he's wounded.
0: But no, it's like really, as you would imagine... Somebody to turn from a wolf to a human. Yeah. Like it always just kind of happens in a puff of smoke in these things, but actually the, the level of. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all
2: you go the other way because that's horrible that a human form distends and becomes. But there's something horrible in them coming back into being more human. Yes. So that. Because normally you do it the other way because you'd say, well, that's the frightening thing is the oh, human, human yeah. becoming yeah. lupine. Yeah. But. But they managed to do it the other way, but it's and it still works. It's still horrifying. Yeah. Because yeah. Well, in
0: the nicest way, Jeffrey's had a weird face. Yeah. To start with, but I was going to say about that, just to go into prosthetic makeup a little bit. Yeah. Two things. One is this is an expensive film.
2: Yeah. For uh, the time, nine nine million, I
0: 9.5 million. I think. It was the first vampire film to spend over a million. Ever. On right. effects. Yeah. So, and again, when you think that that $8 was like a hundred oh, yeah. quid, this is a hell of a lot of money that I haven't bothered to work out.
2: No, but I mean, it's substantially more than the budget for A Girl Works Home Alone at night. And, yeah. that was, and that was made 20 years later, 30 years later.
0: Definitely. So, you know, the story of the Grinch, Jim Carrey's Grinch, do you? That he ended up with essentially SAS training. He was trained by people that are that teach people how to deal with torture, because he was so aggressive to the makeup team that were doing his work. Yes, yes, yes I bridge. remembered
2: that halfway through, but I was going to say, do please tell our listeners who might not know. Yes, word. yes, yes.
0: But the vampire makeup, once the transformation was happening, mm-hmm. of vampire with Jerry, because he spends a lot of the film looking like him.
2: Yes, because they don't do it often. They don't no, put him in full no. vampire drag often. He
0: does have an interesting detail, I thought, was that his contact lenses contain actual glitter. Do you have any idea how irritating that would be? Oh, but um, they contain actual glitter to make little bumps on the lens so that it looks like he has globules uh, in his eyes.
2: Very nice. Which is so disgusting, but amazing. Yeah, i say very nice. I mean, it's, it's horrible. Yeah, but, but he was no. <laughs> in
0: makeup for eight hours and underwent... He put himself through hypnosis to be right. able to cope with it. Evil, mm-hmm. 18 hours of makeup to look like that. And that's all him in those things that he changes through. Oh, yeah. That's all him in prosthetics. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, because so normally,
2: of course, you would put... We would just do models. Would, and, exactly. Yeah. Or have anybody. But if yeah. you can't see the face, it doesn't matter who's, like, torso it is. Or if the, Apparently you know. it did. But, yeah. Wow.
0: 18 hours. Crack.
2: No wonder he looks...
0: A bit out of uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out, Pete, it's not like it is in the movies, and you've just killed a naked child.
2: Yeah. And, again, his... Face while he, while he watches young Edward yeah. on the on the floor is is, is really something. It's yeah, really sad. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, we're next door. We're back in the Brewster house because th- this is all happening while Charlie, Charlie and Jerry are in Jerry's house next door.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. So you've just killed a child in Mrs. Brewster's living room. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, good luck. Jerry's smile when he hears Charlie scream is awesome. So, like, he's obviously found that Amy is not what she was. Yep. Peter Vincent is here with actual bravery now. So, we he's seen that the house is pouring smoke and dry yeah, out. Yeah, I've got a body. note
2: on that. Yes, it's like a like a turbo goth club. <laughs> it's just... Because, <laughs> yeah, well, actually, yeah, we get that shot earlier where they say where, when Peter Vincent is there to do his performance of clearing jerry of being a vampire and they say which is the house and then, so there's this boy, and they point to this very gothic looking thing yeah. i think he says something like oh yes i can see that would be where the vampire would live
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah amy doesn't look well does she no oh yes so peter vincent has this wonderful plan and does an amazing whisper i don't think he's just got the best voice right, oh again. yeah
2: no he's got i'm a big fan
0: and he says i'm gonna have to beat the door down you mm-hmm. have to make loads of noise and so there's this lovely distraction moment but down in the basement the gay couple yes, are playing with dirt. <laughs> and Jerry's like, oh, we've got a visitor. So immediately they know that Peter's in the house. Mm-hmm. And then Billy comes out to investigate Jerry's wife. Yes. Billy comes out. And bear in mind, they have had moments where there's like cute hugging. As in like, occasionally Jerry will just drape himself over... Billy.
2: Yeah they, they have a really cute dynamic. <laughs>
0: yeah and so Peter Vincent just shoots him in the head.
2: Well yes I mean. It, old revolver. Eventually yeah his revolver which is a prop from Orgy of the Damned I think because <laughs> he's got all of his old vampire yeah. movie uh, props but yeah they have a chat earlier about we're outside when Peter is tooling up yeah. and he says he shows Charlie's he got the gun and Charlie says he's not going to work on vampires and they they're not quite sure what manner of creature Billy is. Billy is. Uh, but Peter says whether well, you know he walks around in the day. That's he what he says he's
0: not a vampire. Doesn't
2: fly not a vampire so this yeah. will kill him. And yeah we're not sure I wasn't sure. No. Whether he was going to go through with it but obviously he finds the steel within yes. him he finds the bravery and shoots him in the head from about <laughs> six inches away.
0: I've put we get it you vape. <laughs> There's a lot of dry ice that comes out of this guy's wounds. Yeah, he's alive. Alive at first after the first gunshot wound to the actual forehead.
2: Well, he falls down the stairs and, does, and sort of collapses um, at the bottom, and you think, "Oh, well, that's sorted." Yeah. But of course, he don't stay down.
0: Mm-hmm. And then they shoot him again many times, <laughs> and eventually, I think he gets staked with something.
2: Yes, it might be a bit of wood that it's uh, broken off a bannister. Br- yes, it? I think yeah. Um, I think maybe when they maybe when. Peter broke the door down to get into where Charlie no, was. No, I know what it
0: then. was because um, at some point Jerry dangles Charlie off the banister, right, um, and pulls him back when he realizes that Billy's hurt. So I think he actually pushes him through and breaks the banister, right, yeah, on the staircase, and then they use that to go through Billy's chest, and he starts bleeding red and green, and then melts away to sand, and there's like lots of <laughs> there's like <laughs> loads of trailing dots in between that because i was writing it as it was happening yeah i'm like bleeding red bleeding green goo melts away oh it's sand yes (laughs) Uh, yeah my my (laughs) note
2: goes bright green goo what manner of creature was he and i'm still not really sure no Um, and i
0: put poor peter again because he's like what is uh, yes exactly (laughs) amy's a killer now and she's having fun with it
2: yeah well you can tell she's evil because her hair is all messed up well big big yeah
0: and her makeup's terrible flying faces at the window which is lovely some Mm -hmm. hefty stunt work as we smash through the big unnecessary check out the
2: window yeah exactly yeah
0: i mean i will say like if i really had to pick a hole it wouldn't be the throwing the husky off the stairs it would be dodgy matte paintings behind the window of perfect clouds oh yeah that kind of look like they've been copy pasted yeah they're a little bit they don't move (laughs) they're a little bit straight but that's fine i mean again you're not meant to be looking at that i am deliberately picking holes Ugh, I've put why have I put uh,
2: I don't know some gross things probably
0: oh this oh because it's a good uh, it's a shadow transformation to a bat is awesome but the bat <laughs> I've put the, the bat not so much well I love it yeah it's no and not a bat uh,
2: it's funny because uh, I think I just use it too much in some shots yes. it looks really nice it's just when you get the close-ups of it um, attacking somebody and it's like Well this this just doesn't quite work I get it's limitation of what you could do at the time there's no computers here Mm -hmm. but they should have just they could have fixed that with anything if they just not had quite so many close-up shots of it or a POV shot or something but I I suppose here is notable that the this time Peter gets the cross out again and this time it does work yes it does repel him because He's yeah, seen it work, he, and he's got faith. Now in he it. believes in it, and he believes yeah. in himself as a as a vampire killer. I yeah.
0: suppose. Um, I put that Peter Vincent has a wonderful face, and Roddy McDowell should have been a Doctor Who.
2: Yeah, yeah, he would have yeah. would have done it. And well, I mean, this Peter Cushing did play Doctor Who in movies in oh, the '60s, yeah. and there is a fair amount of, of of Cushing in the work he's doing. You know, because yeah. he is in the sort of Van Helsing role that he yeah. played in the 1958 Dracula.
0: Amy is dead and all sexy now. Obviously, her yeah. deeper voice is perfect. Yep. You know, and her scary prosthetics are some next level stuff. Like they are great. Her insane mouth. Oh
2: thing. yeah, her weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Too it many does. teeth. Massive mouth. It's really nice. It's kind of like what the most recent witches missed. Oh, right. You know, they they went for the unnecessary sort of angry Cheshire cat mouth, but they CGI'd it. Like it uh... needed to be painful prosthetics. Put Anne Hathaway through some sort of struggle. <laughs> at least one in her entire life. Jerry not looking so hot now. Poor Peter again. Jerry angry about property damage. Um <laughs> well, he's
2: spent a lot of time fixing this painting place. Painting those
0: windows. Yeah, exactly. Painting the windows black. The neighbours must be outraged. There's so you know it's six thirty AM by yeah. all accounts. And then we have this yeah, this is me describing the showdown, being very blase about it. But it is pretty it's Mad. a really
2: nicely directed, from when we go into the sort of the, the third act or mm-hmm. fifth act, the climax of the film, everything in Jerry's house is yeah. is really well done. The tension is really ramped up and it's all played for, it's all played quite seriously. The yep. The gore and the horror is, it's not a comedy in any way.
0: No. No, as, it's
2: I, you know it's it's quite a fun film, but they, they never go for sort of broad comedy. That he is played very camp, as you've said a few times. But but it's not. It's it's not done for laughs. He's just very very suave yeah. and sure of himself. But especially in this last bit, everything ramps up, and this is what this is why it's an eighteen.
0: Yes, and
2: not like a twelve A. Yeah, um, and the dancing
0: with light thing, which is hard to. It's hard to direct to make sure that the light only gets the living actors and doesn't hit the vampires. Yeah, and yeah, there's a lot happening, and then this incredible mega exploded giant bat skeleton as (laughs) the finale, which is just the most insane prosthetics, and weird pyrotechnics, and like that thing where they draw on the slide. You know, they etch something into the. (laughs) It was just very strange. It's oh, actually, I was going to say it's kind of like if Ghostbusters went wild.
2: Uh huh,
0: but the scene where the prosthetic is on fire yeah is the prosthetic that was used in ghostbusters of the ghost librarian that was deemed too Ooh, frightening oh there was
2: one that was too frightening so yeah. they cut they cut some of that scene because it, and it is tonally weird it doesn't fit in with what's going no, on no
0: exactly but they cut some of it because uh-huh. it would have changed the rating of the film right would have changed the rating of ghostbusters yeah so they were like hey we can use that and we'll set light to it in
2: Friday oh night. well they used yeah. <laughs> to used the puppet part. yeah right because we get a nice fake out because we're going for the destroying them with sunlight which i think is first from the hammer dracula in 58 yeah but then it looks like peter is going to stake uh, oh yeah uh, jerry and that's going to be an end of it and he does get a stake in but uh, it just makes him mad just uh-huh. makes him angry uh-huh. we have the usual thing of splitting your heroes so that Peter is fighting Jerry yeah. and Charlie is fighting Amy although trying obviously trying not to to kill her but I, I really do like that little yeah. interaction where Amy says and again it's it's a bit of an echo of Evil led with Peter of that you said that you'd protect me and you wouldn't let this happen yeah which melts she says him, it
0: in the in the young voice the, as yes well.
2: exactly which is uh, again, it's one of those things where it's like it's making Charlie a bit less of a, a horrible sex pest, you know. <laughs> it's making him more likable, you know, that you do root for him, that he's not irredeemably awful.
0: Yeah,
2: it's a nicely unpleasant bit of it's. It's a good bit of work.
0: Yeah, and then I put. Anyone going to talk about evil actually being dead? <laughs> no, because <laughs> uh, no one does. It's a cute group hug. <laughs> Once uh, Amy has come back around, they yep. have a nice little group hug. and um,
2: Yes, I think I made a note to that effect.
0: Yeah, but then we have. They've made it to the bed. Yes. Amy, the, the closing scene is Amy and uh, Charlie have made it to the bed. Amy started wearing darker colours, so you know she's sleeping with people. Yeah. And then Charlie is suddenly drawn to look across the road at the old. Jerry House. As if he's
2: learned nothing from yeah. the film. Doomed to be blocked by the house next door forevermore.
0: <laughs> uh, he sees eyes in the darkness, but chooses make out time instead. And then they play Evil Ed's laugh at the end, which is a nice...
2: Yeah, well, him saying, oh, you're so dead, Bruce. Because, yes, you, you said, are they going to mention the fact that he's dead? Who says that he is dead? Right? Yeah. How did we deal with the fact, I mean... Mother was working nights, but you know what happened when she got home and the house next there door had gone off and there was a dead child. Desk. But maybe there wasn't. Maybe uh, Evil crawled off to the house next door and was waiting for the inevitable sequel.
0: Well, here's what I was going to say to you. Right. There is a sequel.
2: Oh, yes. I saw that, but I haven't seen I it. I
0: haven't seen it and I didn't look at it. In 2015, Tom Holland, the director, was interviewed by a fan of his on YouTube. And Holland mentioned using the original cast in a sequel he had this idea to use the cast and have Charlie as a single father which is why I said to you earlier, like the divorcee sat in cans, right, to yes. have Charlie as a single father um, and he's inherited his mum's house after she's died uh-huh. and his teenage kids are like there's something in that house and the thing that they're talking about is evil, as in Evil Ed Right. so yeah, that, yeah was, that would work it would work and it was around but I don't think the sequel touches on any of that I think it's just, there is a vampire Well,
2: I saw that the sequel was directed by And written by an entirely different team. I think um, some of the actors are back. But uh, but yeah, I haven't haven't seen it. And it was remade in about
0: 2011. 2011. With a smoking hot David Tennant, who was deeply miscast as their um, foe Peter Vincent. They played him more as like a kind of David Blaine or the one that used to reveal Magician Secrets. Oh, yeah. Um, They had him a bit more like that kind of vibe.
2: I meant to ask, is it set... Is the remake set like in 2011? Is it set yeah. contemporary or is it the yeah. period thing? Because so much of of this one, although it's very much a product of the 80s, does work there because you have things like these television hosts, and you yes. have it makes more sense for an 80s kid to be into like 60s horror, old horror films, because they'd be turning up on telly and stuff a lot more than they yeah. do these days. Well,
0: they have David Tennant as a kind of leather trousers wearing goth icon, right? on a channel a bit like Kerrang. Okay. You know, who's, yeah. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Colin Farrell is the vampire. There's a, a kind of, I think a bit of a no name playing the girl. Okay. Um, and a very young version of someone that is now famous. Hang on, let me, it's bloody terrible. If that helps. <laughs> yes, it's got, oh, my mistake, it's got 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. People don't know they're born. Anton Yelshin.
2: Oh, um, check-up. Yes,
0: sorry. It's and a Im- few
2: other things. Yeah.
0: Imogen Poots is oh, right. uh, Amy. Oh, okay, I didn't recognise her in the small photo. She's the same age as me. What is this like? <laughs> um, I She's in her 28 Weeks Later, The Need for Speed. I know that's one of your favourites. <laughs> Nothing crazy. I think she's probably been on some indie stuff yeah come back in do. But um yeah, and it's just uh yeah, bloody terrible. They do have a guest spot from Chris Sarandon playing J D. Tony Collette's in it as well, yeah. as the mum, um, right. which was quite a shocking thing. But yeah, it's it's I would go back and watch it now that I've studied this one
1: yeah. and
0: see how many nice little nods there are that I missed, maybe. Yeah. But to be honest, I had this one so close to my heart that they weren't gonna do better. No.
2: And um, this does feel like a special thing I am surprised that it was his first Directing yeah. job, it's really well done But, and also because it feels Really like a love letter to The old yeah. horror movies That it's weird that I, I just sort of assumed that he had Made them in some way, in the way that like, Before Wes Craven made Scream He'd spent twenty years making *Last yeah. House on the Left* and oh, a variety of like much worse <laughs> slasher films, right? Yes. You know, and things. that he was involved in in some good ones, but like, what I mean is that something like *Scream* came after a very long career of the things that he is lovingly referencing yeah. and spoofing and things. And but but the, but whereas this is his first first film as a director, which is
0: yeah, just with that size budget too, yeah. I wanted to mention a couple of bits. One is that the score I just find outstanding, and actually it's the director sought out the guy that did the Terminator
2: oh, soundtrack, Brad right. Fiedel. That Fid- sounds right, yeah.
0: yeah. I couldn't pronounce it. I've got it written down. But <laughs> yes, well,
2: potentially. I yeah. don't know. I, I've, I've, <laughs> I've seen it written down, but it's it's not sort of in common discussion around our gaffes. So but it makes be sense, because
0: it's a real Terminator s- soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I
2: didn't know, but I can see um, it.
0: And also... When I talk about the gayness in this film, it was a, intentionally written in by Tom Holland. Right. But the actors playing it just had absolutely no idea when they were playing it until they saw it screened.
2: Oh. because So it, they
0: were playing it as buddies. Right. But then when you edit it all I together... I suppose, yeah, you can and cut and change. Also that little thing of, like, with all my luck he'll be gay, uh-huh. actually... Them watching, I can imagine them being in the cinema. I'm like, do we look kind of gay? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: yeah, because that's why I was raising an eyebrow at the, the fact that they didn't know, because they clearly play it as a, a close companionship. Well, but it of could course be a wham style can...
0: denial. You know, now we're just best friends. <laughs> yeah. It's I sing yeah. about girls all the time thing.
2: But, uh-huh. but no, 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 no. It, it, yeah, it makes sense that that they that they were playing it as friends.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting.
2: But he's just so sexual. I mean, he's a vampire. Yeah. But he just, yeah, he just exudes that sexuality in some way. The, um, <laughs> it wouldn't be a point of picture palace if I didn't. I
0: was just making
2: <laughs> in a, a slightly inappropriate.
0: We didn't have a siren this time, so you're like, better get my. Better sexual get in the, before the thing. In where I go,
2: this is a sort of sexual thing, isn't it? And then <laughs> you look at me. Oh, that's a Weird, a weird thing. <laughs> what is it that he sees in the house? next door
0: glowing eyes red eyes
2: yeah probably what well it's just
0: you do we see them
2: fair enough i, I, I wasn't sure in what, when looking at it and it's like is that is that red eye is we that, see them twice is that eyes or is that just like a, a light
0: no we see them twice it's just badly done right it's a prop man holding up two laser pens oh. you know <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing yeah, but enough. it's definitely um it's meant to be eyes and that's why they play the sound over it
2: yeah that makes sense no i mean certainly hearing Ed's voice
0: it's so cool. Brewster. suggests
2: it's him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is, again, it's that nice sort of end of a horror film, you know, twist of like yeah, everybody, carries everybody's hand, yeah. well because, you know, we see uh, Peter Vincent has somehow been reinstated in his TV show as well because <laughs> he, does a
0: little nod. he
2: needs to get, like, the happy ending as well. His professional career was in a bad way as far as we last knew.
0: Do you want a random theory that, like... <laughs> This whole thing is a product of Charlie's insane blue balls. And none of it actually happens. So that bit of the embryo is like, isn't that right, Charlie? is all just part yeah, of his psychosis. He's a, and
2: he's actually just murdered his next door neighbor. Exactly, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Right. Yes. Thanks terribly much for listening. If you would like to get in touch with us and tell us how great we are, um, or anything <laughs> else, uh, you can email us at hauntedpicturepalace.com at gmail.com if you want to connect with us via social media or spread the word about us it is haunted underscore picture underscore palace at instagram
2: and we were on twitter at hpppod
0: yes we thought absolutely no brand consistency that's was the right. way to go but yes very available if you want to talk to us about new films you'd like us to cover i tend to put a few posts up on the instagram to let you know what to watch ahead of time if i remember and tell you what we've got going on so yes please feel free to share that we're trying to get this to as many people as possible to make way for doing some exciting real world things when the world and planet are open
2: just imagine
0: available next time we're going to be covering ringu i shouldn't say like that we're going to be covering the ring um as in ringu as in the japanese version but we may pop in a few bits and pieces about the shameless remake that happened <laughs> uh, four years after its original release so yes let us know if there's anything that you love about that too yes don't have nightmares kittens <laughs> oh and in case you're curious i'm amelia and uh, this is ben
2: hello yeah we should have said that really mm.
0: bye for now bye <laughs> <laughs> helps that if you put that Mm -hmm. on there Mm -hmm. and then make your cupid's bow into a triangle
1: yeah
2: I got it and then it went away I
1: know there you go yeah
0: anyway made that well, way shape.
2: That'll be good. I'll yeah. um, put that at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful musical biz.
0: A be- I've sworn so much in my notes I'm having to
1: navigate it. <laughs> I, can, I can bleep you. It's all right.